Hey, everybody. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to June 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hey and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh and there's Chuck and this is Short Stuff and we are going to talk about something that has been overlooked for far too long, which is the origins of the plus, minus, multiplication, division, and equal symbols. I thought this was really cool, by the way. I uh, You put this together with help from uh, FASCO, Caltech, uh, Science ABC, among other places, and I had never thought about this stuff because I'm not a math person, but I love origin stories. And I thought this is really neat, Uh, especially the fact that these symbols came about to begin with because uh, people, before they had these, you you wrote out a math problem like this long word problem, Mm -hmm. but but not like, you know, a train's traveling in this direction kind of thing. It's more like... Uh, I have divided 10 into two parts and multiplying one of these by the other, the result was 21. Then you know that one of the parts is thing and the other is 10 minus thing. Right. That was an <laughs> excerpt from a 9th century algebra book by the mathematician Muhammad ibn Musay al-Karwazmi. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Today, you would take that same formula and write it out as x times 10 minus x equals 21. Yeah, so simple. That's it. And it, that reveals why these things were so important. You, It just saves you so much time. So not only did it make writing an algebra book that much more attractive, it made teaching it that much faster. You might not have necessarily learned it any faster, right. but you definitely could teach these things faster with these notations rather than writing it out. And I also saw, Chuck, that some of the um, those sentences that they would write, some people would put it into verse, metered verse, like poems. Mm-hmm. That, that takes a lot of time, and it's unnecessary. Yeah, and especially at the time when you're writing with uh, uh, eagle's feather and an inkwell— Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That really drags, too. It's not like you're just dashing this stuff off with a pencil. Nope. So some folks came along and changed all that. Uh, according to the VNR Concise Encyclopedia of Mathematics, hot read, mm-hmm. uh, the origin of the equal sign it goes like this. Uh, a man named Robert uh, Record or Recorde uh, was the royal court physician for uh, King Edward the VI and Queen Mary – and a very influential uh, mathematician in Wales. And he got tired of writing out uh, equals over and over. Mm-hmm. So he thus proposed the equal sign because it is two little equal lines. And that's parallel equal lines. And that's, I never thought about it, but it's brilliant. Yeah, he said a pair of parallels or twin lines of one length, and then he spelled, He shows what he's talking about. Because no two things can be more equal. 
And there's a lot of extra vowels in those words, right. but <laughs> yeah. um, he gets the point across. And he, he was saying, like, this is such a great time saver. I'm so tired of saying is equal to. And he wrote it in the, a book called The Whetstone of Wit. And, of course, a whetstone is what you sharpen things with. Mm-hmm. So it sharpens your wit to read this book. I love that I love title. Yeah. And it actually became very influential and well-read as far as 16th century math books go. And Robert Record is credited with coming up with the minus symbol and introducing it to his people back then. The equal sign, you mean? What did I say? Minus sign. Oh, just wait, Chuck. All right. Well, we're there. Uh, plus and minus are what we use to indicate adding something and subtracting something, as everyone knows. Uh, they come the, – the terms themselves come from Latin, uh, where plus means more and minus means less. Uh, and the other thing is the plus symbol itself is also from the Latin word et, et, meaning and, like this and that equals that, uh, which is pretty great. So at one point there was a French philosopher uh, named Nicole uh, Oresme mm-hmm. uh, from the 14th century who used that plus sign um, as a shorthand for et, which is what they used to write. And uh, at first, it didn't take, right? Uh, I think, like, people weren't uh, universally accepting this. Yeah, it wasn't until, like, the 16th or 17th century that it started to really kind of take off. I think the 16th century. Okay. And apparently, there was competition at first, too, um, that it wasn't just the plain old plus sign, that, that equal cross, um, that there were other crosses in the, in the running, too, including the Maltese cross. Mm-hmm. It's a great-looking cross. Yeah. But— it takes a lot more time to write the Maltese cross right. out than it yeah. does to make a plus symbol. And the whole point of these things was to save time. So everybody said, yeah, Maltese cross, we like you, but we're going to go with the plus sign. That's right. So that's plus. Uh, we got equals. We got plus. Minus now in Europe, there was an Italian mathematician named uh, Luca Pacioli. And Luca was using the symbol uh, P with a little line over it for plus an M with a little line of it, uh, over it for minus. Mm-hmm. And no one's exactly sure, but it seems to be that uh, the the M was just dropped, right? And then the minus sign, because we already had a plus sign, yeah. became the minus sign. Yeah, so you don't need the plus sign. Forget you, P, with the tilde over it. We're going to take the M instead. Yeah, and it, was, was... it wasn't Robert Record who came up with that, but he was the one who introduced it to England. Right. And I never knew it was called a tilde. I didn't either. That line over the P or the M? Yeah. I think that's what they call it. So, yeah. And I don't know if it's if the minus sign itself is called that or if it has to be over the letter to be called that. All right. Well, there are a couple of other words that I did not know coming up right after the break. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. 
and you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887, and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. Hey everybody, we're here to tell you about Viator, a tool that you can use to plan and book travel experiences around the world. That's right. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Yep, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected. Yeah, and Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we're going to wind it out with uh, the multiplication symbol and the division symbol. Uh, multiplication, if you say it's a little x, you're incorrect because it is not an x. It's actually called the cross of San Andreas uh, because x, well, not because, but it would be very confusing because x is already a thing in math, like you're solving for x. x represents something in math. So it's it's actually incorrect to say it's a little x. Yeah. If you do that at a math conference, they will find the nearest fire hose and flood yeah. you mercilessly with it. They will. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that makes total sense. And it was um, a guy named uh, uh, William Autred who was writing in, I think, the 16th century, like the 1630s. Um, and he was the one who introduced it. He's credited with this. But the people at Science ABC went to the trouble of digging up the fact that there's an anonymous appendix in a translation of another book of logarithms from 1618 where the um, cross of San Andreas is first used. Okay, so, but he introduced it before that, right? No, after, but since it was anonymous in the appendix... They don't know who to credit it with. And oh, I gotcha. Outred, you need to win today. We're going to okay. credit you with that. <laughs> uh, I mentioned before the break that there were a couple of more words that I didn't realize uh, were words. <laughs> um, and that is the, the division symbol that apparently, I didn't even know this, is not even really used anymore officially, mm-hmm. uh, which is to say the line, uh, like the minus symbol with a dot above it and a dot below it in the center uh, that is actually called an obelisk. Yeah, that symbol, you know what it reminds me of? Of that calculator that was shaped like a big plastic owl. That's, oh, that's yeah. That's what I associate that with. I remember those. But yeah, I didn't know it was called an obelisk either. And I also didn't know that obelisk is an old Greek word for sharpened stick. And that that division symbol, the obelisk, is supposed to represent a small dagger. Yeah, it looks like one. So I guess what it's doing is it's cutting in half. It's cutting a portion out. Ah, that's the only that. thing I can come up with. Okay, I like that though. 
Sure. And we can thank Johan Rahn, who's Swiss, not Swedish, <laughs> who started using it all the way back in 1659. That's right. Uh, the other word I did not know is the what is now uh, the backslash uh, symbol for division mm-hmm. is called a either a fraction bar or a solidus. Yeah, didn't know that either. I didn't know that that was the exclusive thing now. This is how out of touch with math I am. <laughs> yeah, apparently the ISO, the International Organization for Standardization, who aren't familiar with how to create an acronym, right? <laughs> they said that you can only use the solidus or the fraction bar to indicate division and that the obelisk is out, out, out. Ugh. But Science ABC said, don't worry, everybody. Listen, if you go onto your keyboard, you know what's weird? I haven't tried this. Did you try it? No. I'm going to try it right now. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to try it myself, Chuck. Well, what you do is you hold the Alt uh, key on your keyboard and then press 246 on the number pad. And what do we got, my friend? I think maybe you have to press it at once. Hold on. 246. You got lies. That's what you got, Chuck. Dirty lies. Oh, uh, uh, well, let me try. And you, you talk for a second. Okay, so I'm going to do it again. 246 with Alt p- pressed at the same time in Microsoft Word. The current version of Microsoft Word won't do it. No. Uh, I don't even know if I have Word on this laptop. <laughs> the thing that gives it away f- for why <laughs> I think this might not be correct any longer is that they mentioned that you press the numbers 246 on your number pad. Remember when numbers used to be off to the side on the keyboard and their own thing? Well, I've got a keyboard like that. So okay, let me, oh, maybe let it's going to work it. for you. So Alt, 246. Yeah, I think at the same time. Oh, that's hard to do. I'm trying to, it's like fingering a weird guitar chord. Mm-hmm. Oh, that didn't work. Alt, 246. Right. Psh, this is just BS. <laughs> they got us, Chuck. They got us as good as Debbie Ronka did with that whole thing about Judas spilling the salt shaker in the Last Supper. All right, let me try one more thing. Two, four, six. No, it's not working. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, everybody, that we misled you, but I'm glad we worked it out so you don't have to email us about it. Yeah, maybe someone knows, though, and can uh, tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah, we love hearing that. Uh, And while we wait for you to write in, Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.